This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And hello, Hearts of Oak. Thank you for joining us on a different video because on a Wednesday we don't normally do Wednesday but as Tim Young was coming over to the UK I thought I would jump on with him and have a chat about what's been happening with him and why on earth he's coming over to the UK so Tim thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me great to have you and you can obviously follow Tim Tim runs his mouth which is there on screen on getter because all the best people are on Getter, and it means he can say whatever he likes. So uh, yeah. I, I don't know, have you hit a restriction on Getter yet? Any red lines yet? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, and not me. Not me. The fiancé has. So we've done a couple of lives, and uh, and she's tried to push things with with a couple of things, and and, uh, and we've gotten a thumb. We had we had a we had a phone call. Somebody was like, "Hey, don't maybe say X Y Z." Not me though. It's her. She's the bad influence. Actually, Alex and I uh, just got engaged like a month ago. It's kind of a stupid, crazy story, and uh, and uh, she's mouthy. I like it. Obviously, I like it. I put a ring on it. So she runs her mouth as well as you. Yeah, yeah. She is, uh, she's mouthier than me at times. And I, I, man, you, when you realize, like when you find your person, man, like you really, uh, you really appreciate it. By the way, a lot of people thought it was fake on Getter. We thought that because of who she is and who I am, we, everybody thought it was a fake engagement. And, uh, and even on, uh, on Twitter, I had a friend of mine, a couple of big friends of mine actually text me and they're like, you, you pulled this bit like a decade ago, which I did. There's actually, I, I won, uh, oh, I won. I, I, it's like winning. I was rated one of the cringiest things in like 2014 on all of Reddit. I did a fake engagement. And I uh, had the woman reject me on stage at one of my friend's huge comedy shows and it went viral and like a million people saw it. And uh, uh, it was just, God, it was so much fun. So people thought I was just doing the same bit again this time with her and do it. Cause I did a long game and I did it online. I, I built it up when I, when I did the fake engagement. And so um, they, I, I guess my friends were justified in it, but uh, real deal. And she's mouthy. <laughs> Tell us about, I've got a, a nice glass I'm ahead of you, so I can have my nice glass of Irish whiskey, which trumps bourbon any day. Uh, tell us about, you've got your your live streams, and it's always around bourbon. T- tell us about those and how people can get them and what they're about. Well, I, I spent a lot of money on it, so I put it in the background. I brag about my wealth, obviously, my, my wealth and influence. And, and so I have about 700 bottles, actually more than that now. God knows how much I have. Actually, no, it's gone down because Alex drinks. Um, but, uh, all 700, <laughs> all 700. Jeez, man. No, uh, no. So, uh, I mean, you can go follow me. We do at bourbon. We also do at Tim runs his mouth everywhere and actually have a deal here coming up pretty soon. I was speaking with somebody the other day. Um, I'm going to have, there's a, there's a big kind of bougie restaurant, uh, that's getting built in Dallas right now. That's actually going to have a podcasting space specifically for me. Um, which is wild to me. So, uh, here in the next year, I'm going to have a basically be a tourist destination for people to come and see me do long form interviews with people who aren't just political. Um, so the fun fact, I hate politics. Um, and that's probably why I'm good at them. Um, but uh, I, I really want to get into longer form interviews and more pop culture things and um, kind of start to stray away from politics. I mean, this is uh, this week was pretty good, I think, for Republicans here in, in the States, but and conservatives in the States. But, um, you know, it's it's boring to me. And if you watch a lot of influencers and conservative influencers in particular, they all say the same things over and over and over again. They're just different iterations of the same talking points. And so it's time to start doing different things. And so I'm going to be branching out and doing really creative stuff here coming up. 
Is Texas not too hot? Uh, right now it is. All right, so you don't know. I don't know Celsius and you don't know Fahrenheit, but it is uh, 40 degrees out right now. It's freezing. Oh, that is cold. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I could move to Texas then. I don't know. Uh, anyway, moving on. Getter. Mm-hmm. Let me... Up, you have your hat? Up, you have a this? Oh, you just no, have the generic hat. See, I, I have like the... I went down the street and got this made because I really like... So I like the Getter logo and I, I like the American flag logo. I like American flag logos all over the place. But uh, I got this guy made down the street for me. The ladies that make my no hats uh, made this for me in like a day. I was pretty excited because it's it's hard. Getter merch is like rare, man. And you've got to... That's worth like a million dollars on your head right there. I'm thinking of actually printing someone just really charging a fortune for. It. We could actually make some money on the size. I know M- Miller and uh, Miller and Kalen need to figure out what to do with get a merch store going. Man, I, I think that they'd make a lot of money with it. Yeah, we'll not even go down that angle. Uh, well, they'll get there in the end. I know they will. But hey, I know that we are getting uk hats which will look much better than that because uh, although the colors will be quite similar so to actually know how they'll differ but we're getting some uh, uk hats in tell let's touch on what's happening on monday you're coming over to the uk you do know you're not allowed to conceal firearms here you know that well i can't yeah i, I wouldn't be able to get it on the plane but no. that, that'd be fun, right? you, yes i mean are you even allowed to like conceal like forks in your country at this point I, I, th- I think everything's illegal. I think absolutely everything. You're only allowed to hide masks. They're safe. <laughs> I, I'm actually really excited. I'm coming across the pond because, as we said earlier, you know, when you were like, have you been pinged for saying anything on, on Getter this law off? There are a couple of words that you can say in the UK that you can't say in America. And I'm very excited to fly over the Atlantic Ocean to be able to say mm-hmm. some really awful shit on stage uh, there that will get me canceled here. I'm, I, I, it's like, I can't tell you how excited I am right now about this. So if people come on Monday, they're going to hear you say special words. That's basically it. Words that like you guys can say all the time, but like we can't say it over here. There's one that starts with a C that describes Nancy Pelosi and a few other people. And I just, I'm so excited to be able to say it live in front of an audience. Like it's, I, I might just scream it for 30 minutes or so over there. I don't even know. Um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm real excited to come over doing a stand-up show Monday night. I actually, I'm going to a, a shitty wedding. I don't want to go to over here this weekend. I, I jump in a plane. Like, I so get this. So I'm going to this wedding this weekend. I, I just want to talk about this. Forget, yeah, again, like forget politics. But there's a dress code at this wedding. It is a black tie wedding and the women are required to wear certain colors at this wedding and there's no dance floor. I've never heard of a wedding like this before. Wow. So we're going to this wedding. It's, it's essentially a, a fucking conference or a funeral. And, uh, <laughs> and so we're going to this wedding. And so I fly out immediately. Like, we're doing this, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to get too deep. It's somebody's friend. And uh, and so we're playing along. I can't say where it is or else people will actually know who it is. Um, they probably do because they, I'm sure people have complained about this wedding. Although people don't have the, you know, people don't have the nerve to complain about weddings and like going to formal events. I do. I hate them. I hate going out to anything. Uh, I like stand up. I like performing. I like telling jokes. That's it. That is it. I, I like living a quiet life and not having to go to shitty weddings with dress codes. I had to buy a tuxedo for this. Like it's, it is a black tie. Wedding. Have you ever heard of a black tie wedding? What yep. is this? You know, I'm planning my wedding right now in March. Well, we're planning our wedding and um, I have to get used to saying hours. It's a whole crazy. <laughs> thing. Um, you should hear when I say like, you know, back at my house and she's like, it's our house now, dude. I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. That's right. You're taking my property. Um, but uh, you know, when I, we're planning our wedding, it's like, we're just kind of a party. Like that's the whole thing. It's like, you get your friends together and you have a big, you get drunk, you have a party. You don't like, show up and have like, you know, 
no fucking dance floor and just have people kind of and, and requirements for like colors of what women can wear and can't wear. And it's not just like, you know, don't wear white or black. It's like a bunch of other shit. Like, I don't understand. Anyway, I say that to say this. I'll probably talk about that for 30 minutes on Monday, too. But uh, so I'm flying out and going right over to the UK right after that. Uh, and what's fun is you guys, I think, are six hours ahead. Um, five, of where I am. five hours of East. Yeah, six hours of Texas. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be so wiped out when I go there. So we're talking like I get in and I do an interview with the spectator at like uh, the equivalent of my 4 a.m. Right. And so, <laughs> and so like and, and I'll be there, you know, like it, it's just a weird like you feel like you're drunk. Uh, when you do when you do the jet lag thing, you've done it. You you just tell me before the show you came over and did uh, um, you know three trips back and forth to Virginia yep. and DC because you're you're famous and you're much more famous and influential than I am. I mean, you come in, you do the Bannon show. I've never done the Bannon show. That I, you know, you actually were the one who got Bannon to acknowledge me the last time you were on there. I saw you on there. I know we need to fix that. Yeah, Ooh, look, that's a challenge. It's, it's you know, it's fine. He doesn't want. <laughs> he does real serious shit. Right. I just look, look at what you bring me on. I'm talking about a wedding I don't want to go to. Like, that's not that's not like target demo for war room pandemic home of ultra mega, whatever it is now. Uh, you know, it's not going to be like war room home of Tim Young complaining about a shitty wedding he has to go to. You know, he's got bigger things. To, he's got bigger fish to fry. Tell us on when was the last time you were in the UK? Oh, dude, it was like five years ago. Right. So like and I did the gayest thing there. Um, so I, I came in and, uh, and I, I did like the British museum and a bunch of other stuff, but I went to an S club seven concert. You know who <laughs> Gay shit. <laughs> I know their songs. Like, it's like the weird thing. They, they stopped me from murdering people in law school. I heard one of their songs when I bought one of their albums. I'm like, this is dope. And there's actually a picture of me with all of, it is the poppiest pop music It is the gayest stuff. I was like the. And I met them, right? So like I they they did the whole thing or whatever. And I, I show up backstage and like even they were like, Why are you here? This this shit is gay. Uh, like they're they're like, You're from America? And I'm like, Yeah, they're like, You're here? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. It's cool. Just sing your songs. Never had a dream come true. I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> when tell us about comedy in the States. Um uh are there like there are a whole load of things like you you can't mock the people who get killed because they get jabbed you can't mock the people who don't know what gender they are that day you cannot mock i guess biden pooping himself yet i mean are there what kind of is allowed and what isn't and has COVID changed that oh dude so here's the thing i i changed a lot of the ways that i perform like i only do conferences and i do specific things that i'm hired to go to i won't do comedy clubs i stopped doing comedy clubs years ago because they booked me uh, with a, a little person or a midget as they're, they used to be known until that was offensive. And so this guy's like, his whole act was about being a midget. Right. And like the end he did like a, a, a midget lap dance for people. Right. So that was like the last time I did stand up was with that guy. And I'm opening with like political humor and spoiler alert, the people who want to come see a midget do a lap dance on somebody are not the people who like watch the news or read. And so not really my target demo. I thought it was bad booking. And so I was like, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. So for me, like stand up, yeah, comics are like pussies now, right? They're afraid to talk about literally anything that's like labeled woke, right? And trans and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it hasn't affected me because my business is separate. I do like these regular, you know, I do private bookings. I do conferences. I do events. I go to the right audience for me as opposed to, um, being judged by other people. And luckily that's where I'm in my career. And I've been in that way in my career for a while now that like, um, the audience is, you know, I, I'm more specific. I don't have to work, uh, work as hard as other people when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, and I'm real fortunate. And I do a lot more media stuff too. And 
Um, it's probably why I don't work for a major network right now. Although we're, we're talking with some people again uh, about some stuff because uh, you know I, I'm people are kind of afraid of what I will say, and then I'm a loose cannon, especially in politics. Um, you know, I think I was probably one of the uh, only people that uh, you know certain campaigns avoid me. We'll just put it that way. They don't want me around because they're afraid that I might question something or I might get a little too uh, angry about things. I am no fan of any politician. It doesn't matter who you are. Like. I like policy. Um, I really don't care too much for people in general, but in particular, uh, uh, you know, politicians are usually the bottom of the barrel and the worst of the worst. And uh, and people know that I think that. And so I think a lot of times campaigns are a little little uh, edgy when they're like, mm, I don't know if we should bring Tim to this because he might actually ask a real question or do something. So, tell us. I mean, comedy. Were, were you like? born funny did you like come out just laughing and not crying or how did uh, how does comedy start how do you decide actually i'm gonna do this for actual to pay the bills uh, years of coping with emotional abuse um so like you know like you grow up and you have like kind of a, a shit poor childhood with parents who are assholes and and it really develop really develops your humor real quick uh you learn how to deal with it but uh you know it's there's something about timing on stuff that like people just can't get you can't teach um, although sure, like, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have comedy schools over there, but here we have comedy school and you can get, you know, it's like $350 to go to like a season of comedy school. And really? then you, do, wow. you end up doing like a, a, open mic night or something at the end of it, or like a feature night, like you're, like you're playing a piano recital as like a, a six year old. Right. Um, and, and you tell three minutes of shitty jokes with everybody else, but like, you can't, nobody good has ever come out of comedy school. Um, but no humor is just something that's in you. And, uh, and me in particular, like, I think Honestly, for conservative comics, for people like even Joe Rogan, who's like a libertarian, uh, comedy's gotten easier because there are less and less people speaking freely. And so, you know, it, it is uh, when you get to touch on topics that are uncomfortable, that's already kind of funny to begin with. And now, like, there are so few people touching on very, very uncomfortable topics that it makes life um, easier for us, us right-leaning people and the people who actually still believe in free speech. Crazy concept. Absolutely. Let me – I've got – I realized I was ready to come to Texas. Ha! We have one of those. Look, I'm ready. I'm ready for that 40 degree Fahrenheit, which must be like minus 20 Celsius or something. Uh, we have, we, yeah, it is. We have one, uh, we have one of those somewhere in the house. Kalen gave uh, Al one of those, but not me. Bastard. Uh, tell us about, uh, you do merch, don't you? Yeah, I do. I have, Tell us uh, about your merch. So I have uh, no hats and shirts, and uh, I really love it. So uh, the no brand itself started. It's a tattoo that's on my arm, and uh, I love the sentence no, not the word no, because I think it's respectful. I think there's something empowering to it, uh, short to the point. You know, it's, it's awesome. And uh, I, I actually accidentally started selling merch. I, was, I wore it on a couple of live streams, and I got about 50 or 60 emails from people that were like, Hey, are you selling those hats? Where'd you get those hats? You know, something along those lines. I'm like, I guess I'll guess I'll make a store, and I'll be damned, I did, and it did real well, real well, like shockingly well. Like I um, and uh, it, it's always fun to kind of hustle that stuff. And it's weird that like if you would have told me, you know, I, I finally got the business streamlined. But if you would have told me, you know, like a year ago, basically, is when things really, really started picking up with that stuff. That I'd be spending my weekends boxing hats and shirts and writing like personal notes. I used to write handwritten personal notes to everybody. <laughs> Cause I'm so grateful. Like every, every sale, like I'm so grateful. Like I, I can't believe people come out to see me do stand up, all that kind of stuff. Like I'm um, so I used to like literally handwrite full notes. Like, thank you so much. Blah, 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 blah. That hurts after a while, by the way. Um, so, and I still do some sometimes, but um, 
it's wild, man. Like I'm just so grateful for like people buying this stuff. I love my no hat. I love my no hat so much. That I don't have one within, I usually have one within like arm's length here that I would put one on right now to advertise, but I'm, I'm happy with my getter hat right now that I had made from the same people who make my no hats. Cause Miller <laughs> doesn't have a, a merch store. Happy again. Um, and of course this is, and might be the only one in the UK. It has my sweat on it. So 250 pounds for the first person who emails wow. in, makes some money from getter merch. That's a Tell us it. Let me bring up your. This is you on Getter. This is, yeah. I think, your better half besides your soon to be better half. That's uh, just the higher. There you go. Uh, tell us, <laughs> on the top is people can click on the links, will be in the description. Or if you're listening on the Go on Podbean, it'll be down there. You can click on it. Tim has it on his profile, Heart of a Covered on theirs. Getter UK is up. I mean, it's, it's all over the right said Fred, where pushing it, Majid Nawaz was. Um, now, I don't know whether you'll actually understand people like Abby. Uh, <laughs> she's a, she's, a, she's a, a force of nature. Uh, she's, she's Welsh. So it's going to be fun actually understanding any of these people. <laughs> oh, oh, like I won't be able to stand what they're actually saying. I know, yeah, it might be so strong. <laughs> I uh, so you know what's crazy about Abby is uh, I was in her DMs, not in a sexual manner, over on Twitter during COVID before uh, before Getter started, and uh, I said, you know, when this is all said and done, like I'd love to do something with you eventually, and I think it's awesome that we get to work together uh, coming up here, and so like I'm I'm real excited about this. I, um, you know, I I've never performed uh, outside of the United States, and so this is going to be like super fun for me, and uh, and. You know, I have a lot of specific stuff that I've written just for this show because I think there's there's such a different perspective, especially about going to S Club Seven. You know, it's basically, um, like that's that's the worst, right? Like I was I was real. I'm the only straight adult male that likes S Club Seven, right? So if we hang out in London, I'll be said, let's go to a great bar, and you'll say, no, S Club Seven, we're in town. Let's go there. Yeah, that's not going to work, Tim. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is why people think I'm gay. I'm telling you, like they're like this is. You know, I, uh, people thought that, uh, Al is, uh, is fake, you know, and she's just hanging out and it might be, I played for her, by the way, I played one of the songs the other day cause I was, I was working on this stuff for, uh, for the show. And, uh, I pulled up one of those S club seven songs and she goes, this is the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> How did you, I'm like, and I know all the words, man. It's cool. Tell us your, uh, how, uh, tell us about social media and, kind of how as a, a comedian you use that because you're very active on getter you're i regularly see you i think you're uh, certainly one of the the top users um how kind of how do you use that to get out without just i guess you can go into the political side or you can kind of fall into one side or the other being a commentator but how do you kind of use that to i guess tell everyone how great tim is uh, well, it's, you know, obviously people know I'm, I'm famous and influential, very, you know, just crazy. No, I'm not. I, I like, I just literally just say whatever I think. And, and a lot of times if you follow my, my thought process, if you give me a topic, I'm basically just workshopping jokes about that topic. Uh, Paul Pelosi was a gift from God. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so like, you'll see me start and then it'll be like, boop, 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 boop. And I'll have like five or six right in a row of just things that I'm thinking about and, and even like uh, alternate versions of the same joke. But, um, you know, really, I, I can't ever explain it. People are like, you know, how did you become an influencer? And I hate that term because usually influencer means girl in a bikini on uh, or trying to show her nipples on, on Instagram. Please um, don't do that. Please don't do that. I might. I might no, 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 no. It's toss up. Now, I, uh, you know, 
I don't know how I got to where I am. And, um, and, and like, I've had people ask me like rich people here in particular, cause all these, you know, people want to be conservative influencers and stuff. And they're like, Hey, can you like train us on what you did? And I was like, I, I literally, I don't know. I, I just say my opinion and then it, it took off. And I, I can remember actually 2015, I think was my first super viral, uh, uh, post on another website I won't I won't mention, uh, but it burned my phone up because I I hit like a grand slam with something and it just kind of like took off. I, I, but I can't pinpoint what I do that's different or uh, or how I got to where I am. I, I just you know I just say my thoughts. I'm just me being me, and I, I think really that's that's ultimately like the the whole brand. Tim runs his mouth is just me literally like talking. Even Tim runs his mouth. That's not a serious name. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, real. I always like it. Everybody did, you know, like everybody's like real X way after Trump did real Donald Trump. Everybody's like real. And then their name. So like, if I did real Tim young, does real Tim young, th that sounds like an idiot. Uh, and Tim runs his mouth is an intentional idiot. And you, you know, going in what you're getting out of that brand. And so, um, but I, I, social media is fun. Social media is cool. And I don't know how it works. Um, other than I, I just say what I think in my opinion. And, and I, I've just been real lucky. Yeah, we're all learning. Tell us about, have you ever been in a club where you've realized you've read the audience wrong or at the end yeah. you've been told, uh, 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 that's the last time you'll be here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, twice, actually. So uh, the first time I did Caroline's on Broadway in New York was the biggest bomb I've ever had in my life. Um, and I did my normal material that did well. And it was, it was actually my favorite show I've ever done, too, because I've never had an awkward moment like this again. I would tell my joke that like has hit. I've won competitions and stuff here in America. This was years ago, and I was on kind of a high. So I tell the joke, wouldn't hit on the audience at all. Like literally, like, I, and I'm like swinging for the fences, right? And things are getting in like silence. And then my best friend is sitting in the far back of Caroline's on Broadway, howling, laughing. So <laughs> joke, silence, howling, laughing for my friend all the way in the back. And it was the greatest show I've ever done. And and I actually started laughing on stage too. And I came off and the manager's like, your shit is great. Uh, the audience is terrible tonight. It really, and I'm like, you're just lying. And she's like, no, your stuff is actually really good. Please come back. But that was that was probably my favorite show. And another one that I really, I was told you're not allowed back was um, I did the Sundance Film Festival. And I did a show there, the comedy club in Salt Lake City. And well, actually, you know, it was Park City. And then we came down to Salt Lake. And so it was like kind of an event for, um, uh, the, uh, the, the Sundance film festival and the, I made a joke that hit with the audience, but not with the people who run the festival, which was, um, they're independent films because they're not good enough to be regular films. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't like that. that actually the line, they did not like that line. It turns out, it turns out when you go to an independent film festival, the biggest independent film festival in the world, and you say the films are garbage, uh, <laughs> they're not a big fan. Have when you were here in the UK, was it stand-up? Was it comedy or was it just visiting? Yeah. Or have you done visiting. comedy? Have you ever done comedy in the UK or in Europe or outside Texas? Mm -mm. Oh, no, no, I've done outside Texas. I've toured America. I do all, all sorts of shit outside. I haven't done any comedy outside of this table right here where I'm sitting. Um, no, I um, I have not performed outside of the United States. And so this is really exciting for me. And, and I, I can't wait to be there and and uh, and bomb in front of a, uh, an international crowd. It's a new a new place for me to suck. Well, if you have any concerns or worries or you feel you're holding back, Tim, I would say just double it up. Just go for it. Go for it. Don't hold I'm back. Just, I'm so excited. I, I really am like so excited to say the most awful things that would get me canceled here, but over there. And and um, it, it, it's really funny because I think that it's so like language is is so interesting to me. Uh, you can tell when it gets academic, it's going to be uh, a great show. Uh, but no, I am. Um, 
I, I'm, I, it's wild that just crossing the Atlantic, I'm allowed to say words on stage there that I can't say here. And so that's going to be a big part of it. I want to talk about, you know, what free speech actually means um, and, and where it goes. And uh, so it's, it's going to be fun. Like I just, I've been writing like specific things just for this show and it's going to be a really fun time. Make sure and start by saying this is Tim Young and these jokes have been approved by Jason Miller just to cover your ass. Yes, absolutely. Look, the other thing too is like, um, you know, I've never performed comedy in a Muslim country, and so it's really exciting for me to come over to the UK. <laughs> oh, you've got a lot of <laughs> I could have, uh, You may not get out. Just bring a burqa with you, and you'll safely get out the back. You'll be I'm going to dress modestly, which, by the way, that's like a new thing, right? So all of these uh, all these conservative women, number one, I love these young conservative women that are talking about like traditional families and stuff, and none of them have a family. And so I'm like, what do you know? you can't pick up a guy and you're telling people like how to have like a, a traditional family. And then they're all like doing these, like we dress modestly now, like a couple of years ago, they were screaming about how Islam suppresses women. Cause I still do um, all fundamentalist religions, uh, versions of religion suppress women. But these women are now like, I dress modestly. And I'm like, dude, what are you like Muslim? Like I, I really don't understand. And there's a couple of really big conservative influencer chicks. And that's their shtick now is that, I'm so conservative that I cover myself from head to toe, basically. And I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Where are we now? Also, if you have breast implants, don't cover them up. You know, what's wrong? What, what are you investing the money for? Absolutely. Specific. I'm going to get hit for that one. Hey, I want to ask you about politics. You say you didn't want to, but I'll put on a hat and yeah. I'll put it on you later. I'll, I'll edit it in so you're wearing it. <laughs> oh, you have a Trump 24 hat? I have... Where did I put my mega hat? You don't have any merch. I, I just that single getter hat. That's it. That's, That's all it. you have. I have a pile of hats, but they're all like baseball hats. And then I have a bourbon hat that uh, that uh, Alex like fit to her head, and I went to put it on, and it's like she has the tiniest head, and I have the biggest head, and so like um, my head is huge. It's the biggest head you've ever seen, uh, and like it's this tiny like, and it just like it barely sat on my head. It was like a, a, a yarmulke that when I put the hat on my head that she had adjusted for her head. Um, so Trump 24, he announced yesterday, right? I So here's the thing. Yeah, yeah but I mean, because obviously I've talked to, I was going to say sensible people, I talked to commentators. Uh, yeah. And they're giving, they're giving the line and it, it wasn't as bad and blah, 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 we're going to fit. And then Trump comes out and he announces, which is all we expected. Uh, mm-hmm. And over here in the UK, we're kind of sitting back trying to make sense of it. So what's your take on what's happened, what's happened over the last, I guess, 10 days and then Trump announcing? Well, Republicans should have done better. I think that there definitely is election fraud, um, especially in Arizona here. I I think that goes without saying that someone who's running an election should not be in the election for the highest office available in that election. Um, And so that's dirty. Uh, And and there's no way, like, regardless party, no one should ever doubt or have any reason to doubt the results of an election. And that's happening here. And that's a really bad thing. Um, The other thing, though, man, so I'm a fan of Trump's policies. I actually am a fan of him being mouthy too. I, I, I like the guy, right? But like, I'm, I don't need to see another Trump speech in my life. <laughs> like last night was just boring as shit, right? Like I'm glad he's running for office, boring as shit. And, and all these commentators are scared to death to say that. They're scared to death to say that he's picked a fight with DeSantis, which he has. DeSantis hasn't mentioned his name. Um, and, you know, he, he came up with that desanctimonious line or whatever. Yep. And, yep. and it's interesting, like people who like go along and like, whoa, we called him that dude that is like a third tier insult from trump that is like leftover insult from trump there's no need to do it 
Um, there's no, I, I mean, we don't even know if he's running or not yet. I, I don't even actually. So in my, in my like rumor mills and all the people I talk to and all of the politicos I talk to, he really isn't like, it's not on his mind right now running for, uh, running for the presidency. I mean, people think that something's going to happen with him. I mean, we know Glenn Youngkin is going to run, which by the way, Trump's insult of Glenn Youngkin is like, I that know. was the fourth tier. Youngkin sounds like a Chinese <laughs> name. Like, what? Like what? Who is writing his shit now? It may be like, again, great policies. I don't have a problem with his personality at all. Right. Cool. But I'm just like, be better, like be funnier. Like if you're going to pick your, pick your spot, like Glenn Youngkin is boring, right? Like he could be like stomped out. I, I just don't know. And, and he's not even going to get close to Trump in any kind of election. Like there's no way, like that's like a 99.5 to 0.5%. Right. And that's, People who mistakenly hit Youngkin and, and entered their ballot, if that that's a, excuse me, head to head. So I'm just not sure why, like, Trump Trump needs to stay on top of the mountain. And when he comes down now with whoever the hell is writing for him and all the, the people around him who are telling him that shit is funny, like, chill, man. Like, he's we need, we need good leadership back in this country. We need to change our policies back to where it was to make America great again, again. And, uh... I just, I, he needs to chill with the DeSantis stuff. Like, I, and I feel like I'm the only person, right? There's a lot of money going around to uh, influencers, influencers. To, and you can see when they take a talking point and they spread the talking point around or, or they, you know, you bring people into Mar-a-Lago and, and they all say the same, you know, they get the same talking points memo and they all say the exact same thing. Like, how about like, I just like the guy, like, you know, you don't have to go with these like bullet point, robotic bullet points from people. And, you know, because they, they got invited to a cocktail party at Mar-a-Lago or an event at Mar-a-Lago or whatever. Like, I, I just feel like freedom of thought is missing from a lot of social media posts from people. Right. I mean, that's it's they're just not unique. They almost sound like bots of themselves by the time they're done. And and it's big people. It's big people who are doing this. And, and I'm, I'm tired of it. Like, I, I'm I don't like I said earlier, I don't like politics. Right. But I'm here and I'm good at them. Um, and I advise certain people and and. It's just, and Al does the same thing. Al, Al advises influencers. She's done all sorts of crazy marketing stuff. She's great. Um, obviously, she's great. I'm engaged to her. But, uh, uh, you know, we're just tired of seeing the same stuff, and we're tired of seeing people drop the same lines and be like NPC-type people for Trump. Like, I, support the guy, but don't be an NPC, right? I mean, like I said, great policy. I want to see him back in office, but not sure why he's picking fights, not sure why he's going with, like, shitty insults of people. And not sure why everybody is like the machine, I guess, is up and running and why everybody seems like an NPC with the same talking points. But I, I mean, I thought one of the big failings before was that the people he had around him were not good people and were just agreeing with the stuff and not giving them advice, all of that. Um, it kind of seems that, yeah, he doesn't need to pick a fight with anyone. He just needs to stand there and the party will back him in the end. Uh, mm -hmm. So why go for that? So is that crappy advice that he's getting, uh, which yes. means actually history is not repeating itself? That's what I'm worried about um, is that he's getting crappy advice from whoever's saying that that's okay or um, whatever's going on. That's, that's the thing. Like I, I always said Trump's biggest fault is that he's a nice guy and he, he keeps people around, bad people around. Because um, obviously his policies are great and that's all I care about with, with him. And also like, you know, all the people, and I'm sure people have covered this before, all the people that are, you know, still upset about like grab her by the pussy and stuff like that. Um, I'll just say the line, who fucking cares? Like the guy was like a playboy. Like he was literally on the cover of Playboy as like a playboy billionaire, right? Like what kind of behavior would you expect from that guy? Um, he never expected to run for office. So I'm not sure why we still even, why that ever was an issue. 
why that wasn't handled that way as well. You know, like just write it off and get it, get it over with, you know, like, uh, yeah, he did say that stuff. Who gives a fuck? Like, um, you know, that's, that's who he was. He never expected to be president of the United States and people loved him up until when he started running for president of the United States. But no, whoever's advising a man, that young kid thing, like the desanctimonious thing was bad. The young kid thing was bad. You know, I kind of wish he would tighten up speeches a little bit more. Like, and I've seen the speech, right? We've all seen the speech. Even my, I was getting messages from reporters yesterday who were there and they're like, same old speech. And he's just running for office this time. I'm like, yeah, like I like there's, there's something exciting about rallies. There's something exciting about what he does politically, but there's nothing exciting for me because I've seen it all. We've done it all. And, and to pretend otherwise is bullshit for me. Um, you know, I, I'll vote for him. You know, I want to, again, like good, good stuff to change America and make America great again, again. But like, you'll never see me sit through another two hour speech. <laughs> just can't handle it. I got things to do. You just fast forward to the end. He says, yes, I will be running. Great. Thank you. Watch your bed here. Last politics question. And uh, we'll finish off and then I'll see you next on Monday. Uh, yeah. Last is on, um, with, I guess with his with his messaging, he's repeating the the same line on on the messaging. Um, he realizes he's got actually even a bigger issue with Fox backed him before; they're not backing him. Of course, you've got a I guess a plethora of online support that maybe wasn't there previously, and then of course the issue of the how elections are run because America doesn't seem to be able to run elections and that obviously seems to be state by state. So every state comes up with their cuckoo stupid rules um, that's going to take them six months to count the votes. Um, how, When you're u- using the same system, conservatives said, oh, we're going to win the midterms, going to be a mass landslide. We're using the same system that screwed us before, but don't worry, we'll win this time. And it screwed them again. Yeah. Are are they going to wake up to the system is screwing us and actually we have to change the system as opposed to just telling everyone get out and vote in the day whenever we're so far behind because all the postal votes are already in for the Democrats? And how is it possible to win on the system that's stacked against them? Uh, it's not possible to win right now, I don't think. But, you know, here's the problem with conservatives is that there's so many grifters and there are grifter organizations that said they were going to work yeah. on election yeah. integrity and get through the bomb of things. And uh, they did nothing except collect money. And uh, I mean, look at the like the Trump recount team, right? Look at the people who were there and what all they promised. And and I knew as a lawyer the stuff that they couldn't pull pull off. Um, you know, when when we were hearing from Sidney Powell that like the Kraken's coming, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> there's no fucking Kraken. Like, it would take so long for discovery. Like, even trying to get the evidence. Like, the problem with the 2020 election, and people know this, is that like. It takes so long to subpoena and, and receive the evidence to prove that there was election fraud that you can't do it in time for certification of the elections to stop the certification of the elections. Even then, you had like two months and they couldn't do it because just the timing is just not there. So you've got all these people providing hope or, or selling hope, essentially, the same way that the left sells climate change, right? You give me enough money, I can change the weather. You give me enough money, I can change the results of an election. And they're just collecting money, rubbing that money all over the faces and doing nothing with it. Uh, or, or getting famous from it. And and really, ultimately, it's it's a check and balance that we have to have on the party. Yeah. We need to start paying attention to who's grifting, who's making this money, who's trying to cash in on it. I mean, there are people that, like, I mean, just look at everyone, including Sidney Powell, that was standing behind a podium saying, you know, that the 2020 election was stolen right after it was stolen, and look at how much money they made and how famous or not that they got. And, uh, and, and they should basically be canceled. Um, you know, I mean, why 
why should we listen to these people who took money, who promised that they were going to fix things and did nothing other than enrich themselves? And so that's that's what happened again here. But uh, smaller organizations that said that they were all about election integrity that did nothing. And uh, or as you said, or as you guys say over there, they did fuck all. And uh, and uh, see, I know the culture. Um, and, and it's time for us to self-police. I mean, it's crazy to me that like, you know, you're not, it's like, there's, there's this concept with conservatives that you're not allowed to say that somebody's bad. You know, we're supposed to be unified and blah, blah, blah. No, absolutely fucking not. Um, we should get rid of all of the bad people. We should say something that's bad if you see something bad. And, uh, and that's been one of the biggest problems here. You know, we're, they're selling hope again, just like, just like the left sells climate change. You know, you give me money, I can change the results of the election is essentially what a lot of these organizations are saying. And they're not equipped for it. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's the same people who've been collecting money for years off of Republican causes and uh, and doing nothing. Well, on that happy note, we're going to finish <laughs> off. If you want to have a cheer, you make sure and get your tickets if you're in London. Uh, I think about three quarters are gone when I last looked yesterday. Make nice. sure and come along. It's a great comedy club, backyard comedy club, comedy unleashed. Uh, every night is packed with comedy that makes fun of everything with no holes barred. Um, and Getter have sponsored the evening as part of their UK takeover. So Tim will be there. Abby Roberts will be there flying the Welsh flag. Uh, Andrew Lawrence, really looking forward to help me through the pandemic and many others. He'll be there. And Dominic Frisby, we've had on before. Absolutely great guy. Uh, he'll be holding it all together and giving his input. And even Mr. Miller will be there all the way from DC. God, so, I hope he does Stand up. <laughs> He's threatening it, I believe. He is threatening. So everyone might leave before you get on, Tim. That's fair. Hey, that's great. I'll just get up and I'll read some scriptures from the Bible and uh, and we'll have a good time. And show the kraken that you brought with you that has been secretly hidden away. And then, yeah, and then I'll end with Never Had a Dream Come True by S Club 7. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I, I'm excited already. I'm going to buy more tickets now just to hear that. <laughs> no, but, no, but, um, all the links are in the description for our viewers and listeners. Uh, do click on it. Make sure you get a hold of that from the Eventbrite link. It's seven quid, which includes a free pint or a free glass of wine. So, in effect, it's free. Um, so, make sure. To see me, man. That's the cheapest ticket to see me anybody will ever get. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. So we're hoping people will pay, come on, seven quid for Tim. Seven quid, seven quid. Can I Can I see one hand? Can I see two hands? Uh, 300 hands. So we're looking forward to having a, a packed evening. The last time I was there was Free Speech Union with Toby Young. They sponsored it. Uh, so it'll be great fun on Monday. So make sure you are there and Tim will be there with everyone else. And I think on that... I wish our viewers a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you for tuning in on a Wednesday. And we'll be back with you Thursday with Ed Dowd talking about the financial crash, which is coming. Another cheery subject. And then <laughs> Saturday, we'll be back with you uh, with David Vance, I believe. And then Monday is the first evening of the Getter Takeover Week. So make sure and grab your tickets. And on that, have a wonderful rest of your evening, everyone. I will see you on Thursday. So thank you and goodbye. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.